This is Jim Minns, Communications Officer with the PSA. On the podcast this week... The worst bushfires this state has ever seen. And and just after that uh, calamitous situation, it was our members that effectively suffered a pay cut. And again, during the pandemic, it's the public sector who is keeping our community safe from this pandemic and stopping the worst features of this pandemic spreading throughout the community. And the figures from the budget, quite frankly, show that we could have easily had a moderate pay increase last year. It's New South Wales Budget Week. A lot of announcements affect our members, so here's the PSA's rundown of the numbers. On this episode, the podcast talks to PSA researcher Laura Moss and journalist Jason Mountney, along with General Secretary Stuart Little on the union's response to the New South Wales budget. Jason, walk us through New South Wales Budget Day. When you receive the budget papers, what exactly are you looking for? We look for, basically, we look at our areas, so we look at the environment, we look at prisons, we look at each ministerial responsibility, and we also overall look at the wages policy. Is the the rumoured 25 in in the document. It it looks really shiny on the outside or on the surface. Um, There's lots of cash splashes going a lot going on and what we're not seeing which is as per usual with this government is there might be lots of cash going around but there doesn't that not much of it is going on actual labour and people. The usual bugbears of efficiencies and Productivity increases. Prior to the release of the papers, it was revealed to numerous journalists that the New South Wales Treasurer Dominic Perrottet was to reinstall the regulated 2.5% cap on public sector wages. We discovered the that the 2.5% was there. It did say up to 2.5%, so we yeah. are still waiting to see that to make sure it's real. We found that, you know, they've called it the new wages policy, but pretty much they've gone back to the old wages policy, which the PSA has always had issue with anyway. So mm. it's they're kind of trying to re-gift... A terrible old gift you know they they're trying to re-gift something that we didn't want in the first place Absolutely. and that is never has never been good enough so what do the budget papers tell you about the current state of new south wales's cultural institutions we were worried about cuts to budgets and they weren't there which was very good and quite for a lot of money being spent on new buildings and bricks and new wings and all exciting stuff what didn't really convey there was a increase in operating costs so we are worried that we're going to have very very big buildings uh, with staff who are already stretched and stressed uh, stretched and stressed even further we had an icon keep our icons alive campaign but they're still kind of on life support with the amount of money we're giving to run these places. At 1.30pm, PSA General Secretary Stuart Little gave a press conference at Parliament House in response to the budget. Uh, Much is being said about this uh, pay rise of 2.5%. It is a moderate cost of living adjustment. It's the public sector that the community turned to in times of crisis. It's the public sector that was on the front line fighting the bushfires in 1819, the worst bushfires this state has ever seen. 
And, and just after that uh, calamitous situation, it was our members that effectively suffered a pay cut. And again, during the pandemic, it's the public sector who is keeping our community safe from this pandemic and stopping the worst features of this pandemic spreading throughout the community. And the figures from the budget, quite frankly, show that we could have easily had a moderate pay increase last year. Straight after the press conference, Stuart answered our questions directly for PSA members. Stuart, the budget handed down placed an emphasis on public sector wages. Surely this is due in no small part thanks to the campaign efforts of the PSA, yourself and other public sector unions, right? Oh, look, there's no doubt that the campaigning of the PSA and, and other unions as well, uh, particularly in recent days, has really put pressure on the government. Obviously, we've been in and out of the Industrial Relations Commission over many months. Um, you know, both last year and again this year, uh, we bought our application on early. We applied again um, early in the piece for 2.5%. Uh, when the indications from the government were that, look, we're going to give you a 1%, 1.5% pay increase, we made it very clear that we would pursue a course of industrial action, that we would join in with the paramedics um, and the nurses and every other union for that matter, because that's just not good enough. Um, obviously, that would have represented a, a, probably around a 2% pay cut. And, you know, obviously, while we, you know, we welcome the reinstatement of the 2.5%, because you should never have had to argue for that, effectively 2.5% is a cost of living adjustment. Um, what it means this year and next year in the forward estimates is a, uh, a policy of a 2% uh, increase, or just slightly over 2%, um, because obviously half a percent is going to go in superannuation increases. So today we've won a small battle, but the war is not over. The problem that you've got, and I think you know, one of the best questions to come from today's press conference was, you know, why can't we achieve different outcomes? Well, that's because we're bound by unfair workplace laws, unfair workplace laws that tie our hands when it comes to negotiating for pay increases above 2.5%, because we must find employee-related costs. We can show efficiencies of 10%, um, but only 2.5% will be funded by Treasury. Uh, and that's the real... Um, unfairness of this. doesn't matter what they do to apartment and department by way of efficiency dividend cuts, by way of just straight out job cuts. Um, when it comes to us showing our efficiency, whether it's through technology, technological change, um, work method, work value, we can't get more than 2.5% without offsets, trade-offs. We're never going to trade our conditions off. They're too hard for it. And it's up to the government to reinstate um, you know, fair workplace laws so that unions can um, you know, fairly, like they do in the rest of the world, go forward and, and collectively uh, bargain for fair wages and conditions. Finally, the union had a win in one of our special campaign areas in which we were instrumental in bringing this issue to the attention of the government and today finally having the funding allocated to those affected. We absolutely welcome today's announcement in the budget for a paid leave component for any member who's experienced uh, premature stillborn or, or miscarriage. Um, obviously the PSA appeared before a Senate committee in respect to this with um, a number of members who were affected by it and in fact we were successful in having it introduced unpaid leave into the national employment standard. Today's announcement cements a paid leave component um, for all public sector workers in New South Wales and look that's a great outcome. Call the PSA CPSU New South Wales today on 1300 772 679. That's 1300 772 679.
This is a weekly podcast and you can subscribe to the PSA CPSU podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jim Minns. Thanks again and you'll hear from us next week. Thank you.